When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. begin our preseason series with a defensive coordinator at Ball State University, David Elson. Coach, it's great to have you here today. Great to be here, man. I appreciate you having me on. I've, I've been a fan and have, have listened uh, several times over, over the years. Well, that's great to hear, Coach. And uh, so, as you know, we're going to just spend a little bit of time here, talk a little bit about your background and get a feel for, you know, your journey through this profession. I think everybody's is always a little bit different, but uh, for you now, uh, two, 2017 was the beginning of uh, your ten, tenure as Ball State defensive coordinator. Prior to that, you were at Western Illinois, Southern Illinois, New Mexico State, Indiana, Western Kentucky, and uh, your first stint was as at Southern Illinois as a GA. So uh, you've been at this for a while. Uh, I'm sure you've you've learned a lot of things along the way. Um, been able to serve in a number of different positions, uh, including um, the head coaching position when you're at Western Kentucky, and now it's it's leading uh, a team in the MAC, which, as you and I, you know, started talking uh, off air, is really a very very competitive conference. So I'm just looking at you know the way you're you're prof- uh, you've progressed through this profession. What are some of the the key things you really have learned along the way here, especially is in it, when it comes to what we're going to talk about today in terms of this time of the year, the preseason, and and uh, how we roll through that efficiently. Mm-hmm. Well, the first thing when you, when you asked that question that came to my mind is that, <laughs> that journey that you just went through. Um, you know, I, I got really lucky and uh, was able to be at, at Western Kentucky for 14 years and um, – you know, you just don't get to do that very often in this profession, as I've learned over the last 10 years. Uh, this will be my third year at Ball State. And um, since leaving Western Kentucky in 2009, uh, it'd be the first time I've been someplace for three years. <laughs> so um, I, I go all the way back to uh, when I was a graduate assistant at Southern Illinois, and then I got that first job at Western Kentucky, and I got the advice, and, and I really felt like I stuck to it was like, you know, treat every job as if it's going to be your last because it might be. And, um, you know, that's what I felt like we did at at Western Kentucky and, you know, everything that you do, you know, when it comes to preparing, you know, your defense, your playbook, your, you're saying, you know, I want to, I want to 
do this as if I'm going to be here for the rest of my life. And, and I think if you approach it that way, then, um, then you're on the right track and you're not somebody that's on the phone looking for jobs and, uh, that type of thing. And so, you know, that, that was the first thing that came to mind when you, you know, you said kind of what have you, uh, learned and, you know, taken from all those experiences. Cause it's, it really has been, uh, a lot of lessons learned over the last 10 years because I got spoiled in being, having so much continuity and being at the same place and then, <clears throat> excuse me, bouncing around. That's where I realized the value of continuity and the things that you can get done when you're able to stay in the same place, you know, for a, an extended period of time. And like, you know, for example, the stuff we're going to talk about today is my approach this year at Ball State in year three would be com not completely different, but a lot of different things, um, you know, going into this camp, you know, that's, you know, from that first year, you know, when you're still learning <laughs> players and, and learning your coaches and, and what everybody's strengths are. So, um, you know, those are just a couple things, uh, you know, that I, you know, said, as you, as you uh, brought that question up about, you know, that journey over my coaching career, um, I, I think just the value in, in being someplace and, and really, you know, putting your feet down and saying, I'm going to be here and, and build something special and then, and then just see what happens and, and typically good things are going to happen. I think the key word you brought up a couple times there was consistency. And so whether yeah. you know it's it's year fourteen somewhere or it's year three, uh, can consistency in what you do as your players get to know you, your coaches need get to know you, is very important. I think a lot of that is is reflected in the plan you put together that you carry into camp in in the install. And believe me, that's a very dynamic um, document and, and, and tool for the coaches. Because there's so many things that happen, whether it's uh, changes in personnel, whether it's you know uh, maybe a guy steps up with a skill set you didn't expect him to have this particular season, whether it's an incoming freshman or a guy who really developed himself in the off season, um, all kinds of things can change. But you look for that consistency in uh, here's how we're going to operate, here's the process. So as you look at that for you guys, what's that process in saying you know here's how we're going to teach this defense here's here's what we're going to be consistent with and then folding in some of those adjustments that happen along the way yeah you know um first of all i think you know when it comes to you know the the, the teaching part of it um you know kids are you know obviously you know we, we say they're different but i i don't think that that's necessarily true i mean they're still going to all, you know, just like 20 years ago, they, they've got their ways of learning. And um, I go back, you know, you learn by doing. And, you know, we've gone to where, you know, we're able to give our guys iPads and they have all these resources right at their fingertips. Um, and, and, you know, there's ones that are going to really dive into it. But at the end of the day, um, it does come back to, you know, us being teachers of the game and finding ways to connect with our players and, um, our big thing is just that, you know, we want to make sure that we're trying to touch, you know, every different way that a guy learns when you have a, a, a you know, we'll have 49 guys that report to camp on defense and um, we've got to try to get those 49 guys, you know, to be as good as they possibly can be. Cause you never know, like we'll talk about the, the changes in personnel. And so, um, you know, we, 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 are pretty typical, I think, in that, you know, we're going to have our, 
you know, our install is planned out, um, you know, base for the first three days and we'll get into third down and red zone, you know, those type of things. Um, I think we're, we're pretty typical, um, you know, then I'm going to have prepared for our defense, uh, you know, an install, uh, obviously the overall plan, but then, you know, an install cut up. And that's where I think it, it gets, you know, as the coordinator, um, there's a, there's a balance of, I really have always believed in goes back to my days of working for coach Harbaugh of, you know, this is a team game and, you know, uh, team defense. And so we start everything off um, always when it comes to install as a full defense. And I will, you know, basically introduce and give the, the why uh, of the defense, the, the overall communication that has to happen, so on and so forth. But I've really become a lot more aware um, especially when I'm coaching a position as a coordinator that those position coaches really need their time to get into the details and the specifics of their position. So we don't watch a, a ton of video together as a unit when it comes to the installs. I try to give the overview um, and then, you know, let them break up and get into the details, you know, at their position. Um, what we really encourage and and then we'll do it as a group but i really try to break it up you know you, there's there's people that whatever the studies are that say you know kids aren't going to uh be able to pay attention for much longer than 30 minutes and and we try to you know adhere to that and say hey after 25 30 minutes get up you know we our facility set up to where you got pretty quick access out to the field hey walk out and have a quick position you know walk through of what you just got done talking about to give them a break to give them a change of scenery to keep you know all those uh well just keep their interest and, and um you know keep it uh active and i think sitting in a a meeting room for 45 minutes to an hour anymore is is can become counterproductive so um you know when it comes to you know that that teaching part of it it really does go back to i think changing up the picture when i say the picture you know it's hey here's the diagram of it okay here's a video of it here's us doing it in the spring i've done you know i've gone and, and looked at a lot of video this summer of other people that are similar to us and trying to give our guys you know seeing examples from whether it's the nfl or if it's it's somebody in the sec that's running a similar uh, concept to let them see them do it and, and it might be perfect it might be you know hey i think this guy could have done this a little bit better but always just trying to give them a, a fresh perspective and knowing that all those guys something you know is different is going to connect with each guy and so um you know we go back and try to learn from ourselves obviously from what we did last in the fall and in the spring um but then you know trying to find those other examples out there and you know as a teacher trying to just keep things as dynamic and, and interactive as we possibly can um, when it comes to, you know, our base install. As you're going through your install and the things you planned out, and you've had that opportunity in the spring to do it and put it in, uh, you have new kids now with, you know, the freshmen coming in, and, you know, that adds a different dynamic to it. And, and then mm -hmm. it's different, too, because now it's, you know, at, at the end of these uh, – I can't remember what it is. At 25, 26 opportunities, we got a game, right? We have an opponent, yeah. opponent looming at the end of this, not a spring game against ourselves. So it's a it's a completely different focus. Um, but but also, 
as I mentioned, you know, there may be some adjustments along the way. Do you find yourself saying, as you look at, you know, your install plan, your install schedule, that we're just going to stick with this no matter what? Or, or do you find times with the staff as you guys look at how you might adjust that? Or maybe we need to spend more time on this or I'm not liking how this looks right now. And, and maybe we take this out and focus on something else. How much do you guys yeah. look at that, evaluate that over the course of camp? Yeah, that's a great point. We literally just got done having that conversation and, and we've got some, some personnel issues. We have some guys coming off injuries and we, we have some question marks, you know, is, is, you know, going into camp, um, especially in our back end. And so um, the way we approach it, and, and I've always, you know, kind of questioned this and I think, you, you know, you're always trying to just make sure you're doing what's best for your team, but, I've got this, you know, I like to think we're pretty organized and I got this whole install plan, you know, laid out through whatever it is, 13, 14 practices. And, and we were talking about the other day and I said, all right, man, here it is, but I promise you it's going to change uh, because of exactly what you're talking about in that there's going to be a freshman and we know it, you know what I mean? We're, we're already finding out from, let me back up just a second, you know, uh, as you go into it, you know, this other thing we've talked about is how different things are now because, I mean, our guys have been doing this stuff all summer. I mean, our first five days of install, there's not going to be anything that they haven't already been doing in player-run practices. And, you know, we're able to get out there. You know, a football can't be around, but we've had – we're able to have more interaction with them in the summertime than it used to be. So, as you go into camp, I think a couple things – is, you know, number one, yeah, you got to keep an open mind of, hey, you know, somebody is going to have taken the next step and surprise you, and there's going to be an injury, and, and we're going to – I was just thinking about one of our defensive linemen literally driving yesterday about, hey, he might be able to play this position because of what's going on at that position. So definitely we go into it with a ton of flexibility. I think the other thing – that is that I'm factoring into it as we go into camp is, you know, there's not two a days anymore. And, you know, we're, we're all trying to be really, really smart in the workload and working with our strength coach and, and how much we're doing. And so, you know, we go, we're going three days and then we have an off day. I was looking at the, the Colts training camp schedule. They, they won't go, you know, they go four days in an uh, off day, you know I mean? So we're all very, um, cognizant of making sure that our team goes into that first game fresh. We're also, you know, concerned about overtraining because everything has become so year round. So consequently camp is not as crazy busy as it was in the days when you were, you know, you had two a days and you were scripting, we had back to back two a days and, you know, and you're trying to script in between practices and you got all that. So my point in saying all that is, is that, you know, we're going to build in and say, look, on that first off day, we're going to regroup and we're going to see what we've got in. And we're going to look and say, this is what we're, you know, we had, you know, originally planned to put in. What do you think? You know, can we, can we do this now? Because we've got some continuity and we've got some kids that have done the stuff that we've, we've been doing. Um, I'm, I'm going into, into it with a mindset of being a little bit more aggressive and saying, Hey, we're going to, we're going to do it. We're going to get it in. And at least maybe I'll just call it when I know 
uh, or I'll script it when we've got, you know, the veterans in there and make sure we're smart, you know, from a scripting standpoint for the, you know, knowing who's going to get what reps and that type of thing. But definitely, you know, we go into it and say, you know, this is the, you know, the perfect world. And then we know that never once in 25 years have I stuck exactly to an installation plan, you know, as we had it going into day one. So um, I think there's a lot of things, though, you know, dynamics that have changed over the last couple of years that, you know, make you really look at stuff like that and say, you know, um, how are we going to approach this? Hey, we got to look and see, you know, what this guy's doing and we got to make sure this guy's getting X number of reps to see, you know, can he do what we're, you know, uh, we were planning on him doing. And then, you know, at the end of the day, that's our job is to, you know, make the, make the decision and say, all right, let's back off. You know, I think we're, they're overloaded or, you know, let's keep pressing forward because, um, you know, they're handling it really well. And then the other thing uh, I was thinking about as, as, you know, we had talked about, you know, this whole conversation was going into camp, you know, and you say, well, you know, what from an installation is, is your system, your system. Um, the other thing that we're trying to do is look at, you know, our first two opponents and say, okay, have enough of a, of a game plan thought that you say, there's not going to be where we get into the, where we start the week of Indiana and we say, okay, now let's install this. You know, we, there should be no new install going into Indiana is my point is that what we're doing in camp um, and, and there's been some calls that I've, you know, put in there and, and tweaked and said, this is something I know that we'll definitely be using those first couple of weeks. So let's make sure we're getting that in there early. And, um, you know, and then once again, though, same conversation we had was, you know, that whole idea, a lot of people will put together a full game plan for, you know, that first game or that two games. Well, there's a lot of things that are going to change from practice one to practice 15. and you know, so we don't go full bore, you know, game plan for that first game. It's, you know, there's some, some basic things within our system that we know, you know, we're going to do and, and are going to be a part of it. And then um, I think as we learn our, you know, this team better, because, you know, when you look at it, I, I like it when, you know, people say, hey, this is team, whatever, 117 or however many years you've had a football team. But this team's never been, you know, when we report on August 1st, it's going to be the first time this 110 people have been together ever, you know, so there's a lot of things to learn um, in training camp with our, our freshmen coming in and, and just the, you know, the, the new pieces that we're, we're plugging in. It brings uh, a few questions to mind. Um, first of all, just looking at the, the pace of your install, at least as, as how it's planned I talk to a lot of the offensive coaches on here and, and many of them mm -hmm. have adopted I think what came out of uh, Dana Holgerson going to like a three-day install, and I had Noel Mazzoni come on and talk about how he does a three-day and then follows it up with kind of a um, you know, situational day with those things and a cleanup day, and then going back through the install again with things. From the defensive perspective, you know, how, how long is it taking you to, um, to at least get through, through things the first time? Yeah, I think three days is what we're, you know, as far as base, you know, that, that's what we're allotting is, um, you know, three days of, of, you know, our base, you know, front stunts, you know, obviously, you know, coverages, um, and then, you know, some, some first and second down pressures. Um, you know, 
really, you know, from a defensive perspective, I always, you know, it's a combination of, yeah, obviously what's the situation those first three days are base, but then what personnel groupings are the offense putting in? Um, you know, once we get to third down, you know, what's the down and, you know, is it, is it third and four? <laughs> is it third and nine? You know, what, what's going to be on that script? That, that's what I really go back to is, is um, the number of reps that we're going to get in practice and, you know, how much uh, is it going to be third and medium as opposed to third and long when we do get to the third downs, because that's where I know that I'll, I'll kind of switch up the install a little bit once we get to, you know, knowing exactly, um, you know, what that day's practice and script looks like. And once again, we, we went and, and planned out the first three days uh, of practice plans, but uh, I'm of the same mindset and coach new and, and Joey, and we all talked about it saying, you know, look, it's going to be based on injuries. It's going to be based on, you know, just how we feel about, you know, how the guy's legs are. And, and so how many team reps you're going to get, which, so then here's another thing that um, I think the, the way it is now with one a days and the walkthroughs and everything, this will be the first time, you know, that I've probably have talked about it before, but I know we'll do this in that there'll be something that we're going to install, but it won't necessarily be in the practice script, but we're going to, I'm going to make sure that we plan it to where we get it in our walkthrough. And then we've at least covered it. And we, you know, I'll find the spot where I can get it, you know, where we can do it in the script, um, you know, just based on the number of reps that day. Um, and at the end of the day, if we have to back off and, you know, and, and throw that out, then, you know, you throw that out because it still comes back to, you know, simplicity and, and guys playing fast on defense. But, um, you know, so really, as, as I look at ours, I mean, we'll be, we'll be done um, with our first scrimmages on practice eight. And we have a cleanup day going into that. We've got, you know, three days, I think, of third down red zone, you know, a mixture of that. And so I feel like going into that first scrimmage, you know, on practice eight, we're going to have, you know, 90% of what we're going to do in. And then, like I said, that's when you start tweaking it and saying, all right, throw that out. We're not using that as much and we don't like it because of this. And, um, you know, and then, and then you just, that's what I love about camp is you really don't know. I mean, I get it. We've got a system. We got certain things we're going to do, but um, I, I like the, you know, the fun of, of each day. You're going to say, all right, now we, now we know this. So let's, you know, let's keep tweaking and, and then make a decision and roll with it. And, and you touched on this a couple of times, the, the workload and, you know, what we see today more and more is the guy who was just our strength coach years ago and was the guy we we would see in the weight room, um, he and his staff are doing so much more really at, at, at every level. And you know. so I had an interesting conversation with the head football coach at Union High School in Oklahoma, Kirk Frederick, and, and he talked about, you know, on the podcast, um, it'll, it'll be aired before uh, this one's up, that they really plan out the amount of reps and they are scaling up their players' reps to a point where the workload is game-like, but they don't start with that on day one they're very cognizant of you know the workload that they're putting on them and I see more and more whether it's using technology like catapult or 
uh, those types of tools or just having somebody who's really putting an eye on that, that uh, that's become such a big part of what we do and really works into this install as well from uh, especially the physical standpoint as, as far as the number of reps we're going to put on these guys. So when, when you look at that, number one, how much are you relying on you know, the, the uh, performance staff um, as well as looking at the, the amount of reps that you're giving out to certain players or certain units? How many, for example, you know, are the, is the first team getting versus the second team? Because you've got to have all those guys prepared. So, um, I mean, a couple questions there, but how do you handle those things? Yeah, well, I'll tell you, um, it's funny because we literally, so, so you know, we all, everybody talks about how every school is different and, and we all have our own different little uh, challenges. And well, our calendar is something that's a little different and, and our guys are going to have a longer break before we come back than you typically would just based off our summer, you know, the way, you know, ball state does our, you know, summer school calendar uh, last day of classes is tomorrow, July 19th. And so uh, they don't come in till August 1st. So, you know, our strength coaches, you know, we're going to have guys, you know, stick around a little bit voluntarily to get a couple of extra days in. But at the end of the day, that is factoring into our practice schedules for those first three days. And, and Ben Armour, our strength coach, who's as good as there is, you know, he's really spent a lot of time and, and shared all this information with us, you know, trying to be as scientific as we possibly can, um, knowing that they're coming off a little bit of a break. Um, we'd all like to believe that they're all going to be, you know, working out every day and, and working as hard as they do when they're, you know, with him, but you know, that's just not the way it is. And so our install literally, you know, changed a little bit based off the fact that those first couple of practices aren't going to be as long as we typically would have been. Um, and so definitely that's a, a huge factor. Um, and yes, you know, you get the catapult stuff, but we, we don't have that. So, you know, those guys really do a good job of uh, they do like a questionnaire to our guys after workouts and after practices and see how they're feeling and, you know, try to gauge things based off of that. But that all goes into it when it comes to, you know, the number of reps. Absolutely. Like I said, mentioned earlier, um, I think it's a big part of, of my job and, and our job scripting is to say, okay, you know, right now, you know, we start things off fairly balanced with the ones and the twos um to begin camp and, and you know because you know there's going to be competition at positions and we want to give guys fair chances we want to mix it up and we want to see them go against different guys um and then we got to look and see what you know how many reps do we want uh, those other guys that you know whether it's a freshman or it's maybe a transfer that uh, we haven't seen as much like from spring ball and so all those things factor into it and it's literally a, a daily conversation and, you know, I think that's, once again, that's the beauty of camp and, and putting the team together. Coach, the other aspect of this that we probably don't talk enough about as coaches, um, and, and, and there's no coach wearing a catapult, right? And it's more with a coach. Right. I mean, certainly, you know, you, you start getting uh, the point you get on a camp and you're standing out there all day and you, your back hurts a little bit. So there are the, the soreness issues for coaches. But there is that, that point, I think, where – um, you know, you, you got to watch out for the mental fatigue. I mean, going into it, you're, you're probably running off adrenaline like the first week and a half, right? And then somewhere around a week and yep. a half in two weeks, uh, 
every day starts to feel like the other. I mean, it's, you know, it's, we're working, working, working. It's a lot different than hitting the rhythm of the season. I mean, we used to joke like, what day is it? Today's Wednesday day. Like, I mean, it had no, no feel to it other than practice number, whatever, right? That that's what today is. Yep. Um, how do you guard against the mental fatigue? Especially, you know, we talked, it used to be like, man, if you had a two a day, um, you yeah. really like the singles more just because you could be a lot more efficient with your work as a coach and watching film, evaluating, get, getting scripts ready. So, um, you know, what are you doing, I guess, as a coordinator, both from a, your own standpoint, taking care of what you need to keep mentally fresh and as well as making sure that, uh, you know, the, the staff is sh- staying sharp as well? Yeah, you know, I, I probably would, uh, I'm going to sound a little bit old school here, but I'm like, you know, the schedule is so much better. Like I said, when you compare it to the two days and all that, you know, um, I think I go back to the, you know, with the players and with the coaches, you know, I think you do have to keep things fresh and, you know, change things up when it comes to how you're presenting and, and mixing in walkthroughs and, you know, coming in and out of a meeting to a walkthrough and giving them breaks and all that stuff. But when it comes to the, you know, in general, I mean, like we got three days and we got a day off. Yeah, right. And then we got four days and we got a day off. And so when I say day off, obviously the coaches aren't off, but I really do think, you know, it, it lends to being able to stay fresh. And, you know, me as a coordinator, I can't sit there and, you know, call for a, you know, a six hour meeting. And let's say we're going to, we're going to, you know, make a cut up of what we've done for these first four practices and, you know, sit here and, and overanalyze it. You know, I think, obviously you can always, um, you know, overdo things. And so as a coordinator, um, I've got to be smart and letting guys go when it comes to, you know, meeting time and letting them do their thing. Um, but I really think, you know, the way the schedule is, um, I love it. I mean, I, you know, I think it's, it is better for everybody. Um, I think you're better prepared. I think, um, you're able to, you know, give, you know, better breaks in between. And, and I think it's, it is better for player safety, and it's better for it's better for coach, uh, you know, coach's happiness, you know, um, from the head coach on down is that, you know, it's just not um, as much of a grind. I mean, really, you think about those those old two days, man, back to back to back. Uh, this is honestly it's, it's a cakewalk when it comes to the preparation. And so um, other than me just going crazy with meeting time as a coordinator, um, I, I think it, it really lends to a, a pretty you know, uh, a good setup to where, you know, guys can go into the, into the season fresh. Do you have any tips for coaches on making sure they stay connected on, on the, on the personal side of things? Cause I know, I just know the mentality. I mean, I can remember it in a lot of ways. It, it would always feel like, you know, like, like you're in the Navy and you're getting on a ship and sailing away. Cause you know, yeah. I mean, you could be home and not be home cause you're thinking about everything right. that's going to happen the next day. Any, any tips for how you, I guess at least uh, kind of stay plugged into the other part of life and, and not let camp overwhelm you. Yeah, I think, you know, that a lot of times really comes back to who you're working for. And, and coach new is, is as good as anybody I've worked for when it comes to, Hey man, when you, when you leave the office, leave the office and, and, and um, you know, make sure you're, you're getting to things that your kids have. And um, you know, so it's a great, you know, family culture. And uh, so we're able to, you know, do that and, and, and feel the free that I think the biggest thing is that you feel comfortable being able to walk out of the building. And, 
Mike knew has established that culture that a, you know, if you need to take care of something, then you take care of something. But at the same time, um, you know, I, I do think we're all, you know, we're all wired similarly. And I just think, you know, you, you, it really is, uh, it's mental toughness. It's, it's being able to say, okay, I'm going to turn that switch off and I'm going to turn on my, my personal family switch. And, you know, we talk to our players about, you know, focus on, you know, what we're doing right now, uh, you know, focus in a meeting, focus in a walkthrough. Well, as a, as a dad, as a husband, you know, you've got to be able to say, all right, I got to have enough mental toughness to turn off the football and turn on, you know, my family. And, and so um, that's the way I look at it is just like, I always put myself, what are we asking the players to do? Well, then I've got to do the same thing. And so if I want them focused on football, then okay. And then I tell them, I, and I tell the players, I say, Hey, once you get away from here, yes, there's sometimes we want you to, you know, we want you to study on your iPad and all that, but yes, at some point you've got to get away from it and you've got to tune it out and go be a kid and yeah, play a video game or, you know, get on your phone and do whatever it is, you know, but get away from it and, and just hang out. And, and so, you know, I think we all have to do that. And it's, it's a matter of, you know, I, I link it back to, you know, mental toughness of being able to say, I'm going to, you know, really train my brain to turn that part of my life off and, and really focus on this part of it. Coach, I love that approach. And I don't think I've, I've had any coach in all the hundreds of interviews talk about it in that way that it is mental toughness. But, you know, when, when you think about it, it is and we get caught up as coaches that, you know, we're going to grind, we're going to outwork everybody. And we, we put our, yeah. our mental toughness chips over on that side of the table and not realize like the mental toughness is actually being able to shut it down. So really appreciate you sharing that with us. Um, you, you mentioned culture here a couple times and, and last couple questions mm -hmm. really deal with, with that idea. Um, you know, we spend uh, all that time kind of installing that plan, the culture playbook. And, you know, here's who we are, what we're going to be about, what we're going to do. Um, here's our beliefs. Here's, here's what we expect out of our behaviors. And when you hit camp, it is definitely time to see those in action. What kinds of things are you doing through camp? Um, I guess to, to recognize those things, to, to call out the situations where here's the guy doing exactly what we said we were going to do. Here's a guy living our culture. Here's a, a shining example of it. How are you guys, I guess, either as a team or as, as, you know, as a unit, as a defensive unit or even position groups, recognizing those types of things? Yeah, you know, um, we have C Coach News got, you know, a thing. Basically, our program is built around, you know, being a true Cardinal. You know, you come in as a, as a Cardinal, but you're going to leave as a true Cardinal. And, and there's a set of, of expectations and values. And, um, you know, one of the things he does, uh, we do during camp is, you know, each coach has one of those, um, you know, to get up and talk about at night and give those examples. You know, like last year, mine was, you know, one of our things is get better daily. And so that was my topic. And um, I tried to bring some things that, you know, um, I saw some of our guys doing, gave examples from my life of what, you know, th that I try to do to get better. Um, so as a program, you know, same thing too, though, you know, I mean, he'll put up video each night of, Hey, this is, this is what we want. You know, this is what we're talking about when we talk about effort, you know, and whether it's an offensive lineman or a, you know, a defensive guy, you know, he'll ask us as coordinators to, you know, 
hey, send me some clips that I can show of, you know, guys doing it the way, you know, that, that we're, we expect it to be done. And I think that's huge. Um, and, you know, standing guys up in front and saying, hey, this is the guy that, that um, you know, this guy's doing it the way you want, especially your freshman. You say, hey, freshman, you looking for somebody to follow? <laughs> follow this guy. And um, and do that early, so those freshmen. I think they've already, you know, because they're there in the summertime, they they get a sense of that as well. But you know, and then um, you know, defensively, uh, very similar. You know, we've got our our things that we talk about, our core values, and and um, a process that we go through for each play. And and any time, you know, we see it. But I, I think it's, you know, that doing it at night in a meeting is great, and we'll continue to do it. But I, what what we're really trying to take the next step is, is to get the players to recognize it like in practice and, and get them to be the ones that are um, number one, you know, holding the guy accountable if he's not doing it, but also just, Hey, you know, people talk about culture is, is, is active. It's dynamic. It's, it's, it's ongoing. It's, it's everything you do. It's how you walk in the room and you know, how you present yourself. And so we want that to be out of practice where guys are reminding guys to, you know, we talk about grabbing grass and, and running to the football, getting in the gun line. Those are all things just you know, using our language and, and talking the way that we talk. Uh, I talk about that a lot in our defensive meeting room as far as the way you say things is the way, you know, it's, it's our way of saying it. You know, it's the cardinal way. And, um, you know, there's a lot of great stuff out there on culture, but I think the best thing that I've, you know, come to realize and, and learn and, and, you know, heard people talk about it just how, it is nonstop. I mean, it is every day. It's action more so than, you know, putting up, you know, a sign. I think signage still need signs. I think you should have signs because you want to have visual reminders. You want to, you know, always be trying to, like I said, everybody uh, learns and you connect different ways with different people. And some people that sign is going to register. Some people it's going to be the fourth time I've said it to them. It's going to be, Oh, now I get what you're saying, you know, so it's just, it's literally ongoing. And, um, you know, it's, it's, uh, as we all like to say too, it's a process and it, it truly is. And it's just, you know, the way you go about life and the way you walk in the building. And, and so I think, you know, just, just the way a guy, like I, I try to point out, you know, guys that get into meetings early and they've got their notebooks out and they're ready to go. That's culture. You know, it's, it's getting there a little bit early and being ready to roll, you know, Little things like that, um, I think, are huge. And so, you know, we, we're always talking about it in our staff meetings and then, you know, getting our leadership council to, to do those things. And, and um, I think we're, we're, we're really close to, you know, that, you know, being a, a player-driven thing is, is, you know, as opposed to being a coach-driven thing. Yeah, when you, when you get the player-driven thing going, it does become special. And it's fun to be a part of. Um, if it's, yes. just, it's just driven from the top down from coaches all the time, I mean, that's – Honestly, that's when guys get burned out because they, they can't carry the load all the time. It does have no to doubt. Really be picked up by the players. Absolutely. No, that's what exactly, that's exactly right. And that's where, you know, there's been some, some times in this off season for us where it's, it's like, Oh, okay. I don't have to say that anymore. You know? <laughs> uh, okay. You know, so that's, you know, that's what's fun about the process, you know? And then, it's just a, it's continual, which is, is, is what the challenge is. That's where, like you said, when you talk about coaches staying fresh, I mean, we've got to, you know, continually do it and lead the way each day. Um, but also then know when to, 
kind of take a back seat and let the players, you know, do their thing. Coach, I think I learned a long time ago the biggest thing that can kill your culture, your team chemistry, is if as coaches you're not good with uh, the evaluation and feedback part of of the whole process. Um, it, you know, that's not just um, you did this right on this play, or or you know, I need you to do this better. It's also okay, who's who's getting the playing time. Um, who's worked yep. for it, who, who's, who has those actions. You talked about actions and, and culture that we want. So how do you guys, you know, I'm sure it's daily, but how do you guys weave that into the process? Is it, is it very formal for you? Is it informal? Is it a blend of the two? You know, I, I would say it is a blend of the two. The first thing, and I can, you know, I don't have any problem saying that we, we've had those issues and, you know, I've had them, at different times throughout my career and and it all i think comes back to just clear honest communication um and, and then but but at ball state the one thing that, that we've done is we've just set and it's in each position room is there's a you know position expectations and my job is i'm coaching the corners as the, as the coordinator i have the corners and mike beetzel's got the safeties and and on day one, you know, which we did in the spring, and we'll do it again as we go into camp to say, okay, here's what this means. You know, it, it's, it's fine to have it up on a sign like we talked about, but then I've got to do a great job of communicating. Here's expectation number one. Here's what that means. Here's what I'm looking for. When we come in here and we watch the video and when we're on the practice field, what does that mean? And give very, very clear examples of, of good and bad of, you know, it's a, you know, know your job. And, and and do your job well if i'm in a meeting and i ask you what's your responsibility on this play and you hesitate or i get silence i want you to know that's an example of you not meeting the expectation you not being focused and, and so that that factors into your where you're at on the depth chart and how many reps you're going to get and, and those type of things and so those position expectations, I think, are, are really good and help because if they're the, – the one thing we talked about as we, as we did them is like, look, it's got to be where you can go pull up practice video, go pull up game video and say, all right, here's the expectation and here's where this guy's meeting it and this guy is not. And be able to have that, you know, really clear, open conversation to say, so – if you can do that more consistently, then you're going to see yourself, you know, getting, uh, you know, getting more reps and then ultimately more playing time. The other thing that I've done in the past is, and it really kind of depends on the, the setup of your meeting room, but I would sit them in exactly the way they are in the depth chart. Like, all right, first team, you guys are in the front row, second team, you're in the second row. And then when something changes, the, the start of that meeting, all right, hey, you you have to get up out of your chair and move back there and he's moving in front. And I thought that was really, really effective. And once again, your, you know, your, your meeting room um, setup uh, can dictate that if you have rows or not. But um, so that, and then, like I said, just being very, very clear on, all right, here's who's getting the reps. Um, here's why. And if you don't, you know, uh, understand and you want to talk about it, you know, one-on-one, -on -one, and my door is always open, but I really, really challenge him and say, hey, if it's important to you, then you're going to come and take the time to talk to me about it. And, um, you know, and so, you know, that's, we just approach it very, very 
straightforward and direct. And, um, you know, it's always going to be, you know, an issue. Uh, I don't care what year it is or where you're at. You know, everybody wants to play. And, um, you know, you just got to be able to sit down and be a great communicator uh, with the players about, hey, you know, this is what we're looking for. And, you know, this guy, you know, is doing it better. And and here's an example. And I I think the other thing, the last thing, I'm, I'm rambling a little bit, but the last thing I would say is this, is that, there has to be some element of understanding that, hey, the coaches, us coaches, we've been doing this for a while, okay? And I just know that this guy, based on, like we talk about culture, the way he walks in the room, the way he takes notes every day, the way he focuses in the walkthrough, you know, those are all things that at some point, you know, I, I've been in positions where sometimes you don't have like just a clean cut example of this is why this guy's getting more reps than you are, or this is why this guy's playing in front of you. Sometimes it's, you know what, it's the, it's the, it's the, uh, it's the sum of everything. And, and I think you just have to, I've, I've told you that before. I said, look, it's just, it's the whole body of work. And here's a couple little examples along the way, but it really does become your body of work. And the other thing is, is that like, you know, I'll be in a meeting and I'll call on a kid and ask him a question. And, you know, if if that question isn't answered correctly or, you know, he doesn't answer it the way, you know, we expect him to answer it. I'll pull that kid aside after that meeting and say, all right, there's an example. You understand that? Or obviously when somebody does it right and somebody, you know, stands up, answers a question in a meeting or does something in a walkthrough and, you, you know, I make sure, hey, you point it out and say, okay, that's exactly what we expect. That's why he's going to get more reps. And then, you know, there's been times where at the end of a practice, I say, hey, by the way, I want you to know I changed the reps in practice today because of what happened in the walkthrough. Because so-and-so wasn't focused in the walkthrough. He was going to get these reps, but I changed it to him because of that. And I just think that honest, open communication, you know, um, helps at least that you're not going to have guys that are are pouting behind the scenes because if you tell them straightforward then you know there's really nothing they can go and and uh you know you know have that adverse effect in the locker room because the other players know hey man you know you're getting communicated with you know and and you're you're being uh treated fairly that's you know that's the biggest thing is treated with respect and being treated fairly and i think if you do those things then you're gonna you're gonna have a chance Coach, you shared a lot of great ideas with us today and how to successfully uh, and effectively get through uh, this camp and preseason here. But if I were to say, you know, what's one thing, as you look at all the things you do as a coach, what's one thing that really is going to give your team the winning edge? What is that? Oh, I, I think the energy that we bring each day, you know, um, you know, in our, in our meetings and walkthroughs, I just think attitude, you know, just, just our, our mental approach uh, to it. You know, we've got a lot of passion on our staff and um, I, I think that the energy that, that we have and we're going to have on a daily basis consistently is what's going to, you know, you know, do, you know, something for our, uh, you know, our guys that, you know, from, you asked that from a, a coaching perspective, you know, I think, you know, that's, you know, where, you know, we're going to, uh, you know, separate ourselves as we go into this camp and this season is, is bringing the energy and, and really being consistent on what our expectations are. 
coaches you can follow coach elson on twitter it's at coach david elson e-l-s-o-n we'll also put that link in our show notes at blogs at usafootball.com coach i really appreciate you taking the time here uh and best of luck to you and the cardinals in 2019 all right man no problem i appreciate you having me thank you again for listening to the coaching coordinator podcast Please, if you are enjoying the podcast, head over to iTunes or Spotify and click five-star for rate. If you have a minute, write a review. It really helps the podcast. Check out our new home for the Coaching Coordinator Podcast. That's at coachandcoordinator.com. And follow me on Twitter at Coach K. Grabowski.